the hell is going on around here? It's absolutely inexcusable. Except it's absolutely true. And yet it's All absolutely it. correct. I think it's absolutely thrilling. Absolutely Dystopian Podcast. Good afternoon, folks. Thank you for coming back and tuning in to another exciting episode of my fucking podcast. (laughs) Uh, Hey, I want to ask anybody listening, uh, who the fuck is Kerwin Frost? Does anybody know who Kerwin Frost is? McDonald's has a, their latest pander meal. Or pander uh, items or whatever the fuck they have. I don't even know what they have. It's But it's the Kerwin Frost meal. And I assume it's some combination of what the fuck ever. Who the fuck is Kerwin Frost? I, I can't even bother be bothered to look. I don't know. I consider myself fairly informed. Uh, even on ethnic issues. Quote unquote ethnic issues. Urban issues shall we say. I don't know who the fuck that is. Hey, McDonald's, fucking knock it off. It's annoying. Uh, Okay, got that out of the way. On to other business. Let's see. Uh, Last night, I got out of work. Pouring rain. I looked at my smog papers for my car, and yesterday was the deadline to get my shit smog without a fucking penalty. So I jump my monkey ass in the car and drive way the fuck out in the middle of nowhere after work in the pouring rain to get my car smogged. Luckily, the place is still open. I got there in time. And I passed. Thank God. Uh, And then I asked the dude, I was like, hey, do you ever get any Priuses that don't pass smog? He's like, yeah. He's like, when they get their fucking catalytic converters ripped, because that's like the main target car. He's like... 
people go get these catalytic converters that are certified in other states, just not California, and they're like between two and 300 bucks, and your car will function just fine, but you won't pass a California smog. And I was like, oh, wow. And he's like, I said, like, how much is a California uh, catalytic converter? He says around 2,500. Wow. That's quite something. What a fucking shaft. Another fucking reason to get the shaft when you're living here. But then again, keep an eye on your shit and don't park your fucking Prius in the road like everybody else does. Personally, I put mine in the garage because it fits and I don't want my shit ripped and I don't trust fucking anybody. Uh, and then I had to pay for the registration on top of that, which is fucking stupid because theoretically registration should only be paid when you register a vehicle in your name or take it out or, or deregister it or register it in someone else's name at transfer of ownership, right? You shouldn't need to re-register the car in your own name if there was no change of ownership every fucking year, right? Well, the registration was 175, but if I wait till tomorrow, it was like 190. So I went home after I got the smog, and they're like, oh, for an extra 20 bucks, we'll, we'll process your other paperwork for you right here at the spot. And I said, nah, I'll go home and do it. Did it online, and then they charge you four dollars for using a debit card online but if you use your bank account direct link to your bank account it's free hey get fucked i'm not putting my bank account in any dmv california nothing if i can if i can help it so i figured the four dollar fee for my debit card processing was worth keeping california away from my personal bank account for direct debit what could go wrong right yeah we all know uh Something else about Priuses too that people may not know. When you get in that car, right, and it's touch, push button start, you put your foot on the brake and touch the start button, and then you let off the brake and let off everything, and the car has started. It says on the dashboard that it's, it says ready. There's a ready light, and nothing happens for eight seconds. And then after eight seconds, your motor starts in the back, uh, and it, char- it tops off your battery charge, or if it's cold in the morning and you have the heat on, it's running the engine to provide heat to the cabin as fast as possible. But sometimes if your battery's full, the engine will only run for 30 seconds and it shuts off and then you can drive and there's no sound. The engine's off, everything's off, and there's no sound. And when you put the car in park, when you put a Prius in park and you push your foot on the gas pedal and the engine's off, nothing happens. Even when the engine is on and you're in park, if you push your foot on the gas pedal, nothing happens. It doesn't, it doesn't register. So when you come to like a stop sign and you put your foot on the brake, your engine will only continue to run if A, the car is making heat for the cabin that you need right now, or B, it's charging your battery, which usually lasts for about two minutes and then the engine shuts back off again. Or C... And, if you, if you start accelerating like over 20 miles an hour, then the gas engine kicks in no matter what. You can't even tell. It just starts and it, it's seamless and it just takes off. But when you come to a stop sign or a stop light or whatever, your engine just shuts right off. Or if you're idling really slow in like traffic, your engine's usually off. Yeah, so the gas pedal in a Prius, you can't, 
it's not like a conventional car like when they smog a conventional car you know you, they have to keep it at like 2500 rpm and hold it then 3500 rpm and hold it and test the emissions with prius you you can't do that so they pretty much just go by like your check engine light and your computer if if, if you don't have a check engine light on and they hook up the, your computer link to your computer and there's no like it's not throwing any bad codes or whatever that's it you pass and i have a um a light on for my uh tire tpms the tire pressure monitor gauge in in your tire the little batteries wear out after seven years then you get a light on your dash you got to replace the tpms sensors but 300 bucks hey i don't think so uh yeah so i passed smog that's good two more years till i till i have to do it again and then i'm sure even though the car gets older registration really doesn't go down around here it kind of just keeps going up uh to keep to keep pace with uh california's needs for your money uh what else did we do yesterday i actually ended up playing or over christmas i ended up buying i thought it was interesting a trivial pursuit game you guys remember that game, that board game, Trivial Pursuit, where you get the little you got things with the little pies, you put the pies in it, you answer the trivia questions. Well, they got a Dungeons and Dragons edition. I thought, hey, that sounds pretty cool. And since my stepson is a total nerd, I figured, hey, let let's do that. That sounds fun over Christmas or whatever, New Year's. So we had some t- and we had some time last night. And all the questions are Dungeons and Dragons related, obviously. And they are way off in the fucking weeds. And that motherfucker showed me a side of his fucking autism or whatever. When he was answering these questions about Dungeons and Dragons. All through like different editions. All through old shit, new shit. Most of the questions I don't even know what they're talking about. I was like, I don't fucking know. I have no clue. And this motherfucker is all of a sudden like a lore master. He knows all the fucking characters from all these old novels and all these adventures and Dungeons and Dragons modules. And he knows all the fucking storylines and all the lore. And I was like, bro, what's going on? (laughs) What the fuck is going on here, bro? How come you know all this shit? And since when, you don't even own a book. So, how the fuck? That just lets me know how much time that motherfucker has spent on the computer over the course of his life. What is he, 30, some 34 or something now? And a lot of time he was unemployed or employed only part-time or just a few days a month. He must have put, essentially, the rest of his life on the computer Apparently on Dungeons and Dragons shit because I was stunned and floored by his knowledge of obscure fucking lore from all these weird stories and shit. Uh, And that was like, wow, holy crap. Uh, Yeah, so I lost bad and that happened, but it was still pretty cool and pretty fun to play, I guess. For a change, like a board game, we had to like clear the table off and sit down and do it. We haven't, I don't think we've ever done that at all with a fucking plate of board game since I've, 
since I can remember. So, I don't know, kind of neat, kind of different. And then I got the regular, or he got the regular Trivial Pursuit Edition. Because I said, yeah, they make like a regular version that's got like history, because he's a history buff too. I said they have history and science and shit like that, so he got that. And we also played that a couple days ago, and I took him to school on that, because I'm the fucking obscure knowledge master. Uh, so yeah, that was fun. Something different to do. Kind of cool. All right. News. Let's get into a few news things happening right now. Uh, Claudine Gay. That black lady that kind of looks like Kermit the Frog from uh, Harvard. The um, Was she the president? I don't know what her title was. Like the head honcho at Harvard since July when she got hired. Of course, she's a black lesbian. Uh, resigned from her position due to rampant plagiarism. Hey, guess what? <laughs> if you plagiarize shit in high school, your high school teacher will catch you and you'll get in big fucking trouble for that. You'll probably fail the class instantly. If you're, if you're lucky, that's all that will happen to you for plagiarizing. And the fucking head, har- head of Harvard... It is Harvard, right? I get all those Ivy League schools mixed up. I think it's Harvard. Uh, plagiarized like crazy and nobody really fucking knew and nobody bothered to check. Yeah, right. Until like a third party reporter checked and says, hey, uh, she's a plagiarist and you guys should check that out. So they did and she tried to play tough and she tried to keep her position. So she finally, they pressured her out and she quit. But hey, guess what? She gets paid 900 fucking K a year and she still gets that. And she's going to get a fat demotion down to like regular staff, whatever that entails. And she's going to keep 900, her 900 K a year pay. Wow. Hey. Uh, so that's what we do with intersectional representatives in upper echelon of academia or business or or whatever field we're just going to be slap on the wrist no big deal let's keep it quiet of course you'll keep your fucking pay we're going to make it as soft as possible for you and of course we're going to give you another job on our staff why would we i mean you're just a plagiarist so really that's not too bad so yes you should keep a spot at the top ivy league university why wouldn't you you're only a plagiarist and if anybody plagiarizes anything else in that school, not only would they probably get expelled, but they'd probably get uh, all kinds of retroactive uh, disciplinary measures taken against them. But the president, intersectional president, the, the black lesbian, hey, yeah, yeah, it happens. You know, you copy a little something here, copy a little something there. 900K, almost a million bucks a year. Keep that. No big whoop. Just keep that. And she's only been there since fucking July, bro. Uh, That's fucking unreal. Uh, What else do we got? News, uh, another stupid new law. Well, it's not really new. This year, California in 2024 is requiring plastic bottles to have 15% recycled content in them. 
I don't know if you guys have seen any of the, the like Coke bottles lately, the plastic like 16 ounce bottles or 20 ounce bottles. They look all dingy and shitty. They look like they got like left out like, I don't know, in the sun for a couple weeks or something. They look dingy and kind of grimy. Yeah, that's because they have 15% recycled content in them. And by 2025, that's going up to 25%. And by 2030, that's going up to 50%. So not only are the bottles going to look like fucking dog shit, they'll probably be like a nasty shade of brown. You probably won't even be able to see what's inside the bottle by that point. Hopefully, it'll still taste, whatever's in the bottle will still taste okay and won't taste like somebody else's fucking uh, root beer from like the other side of the state. Like they got some old recycled fucking whatever bottle and your shit doesn't taste weird. I'm sure it won't, but really, bro? Yeah, is that, I guess it's sanitary, right? It's gotta be sanitary. You're only using half the trash from other people's shit, right? Well, if you, you know what they ought to do is start making California bottled water and take the toilet to tap water that they're going to start doing in San Diego and then like statewide where they recycle the sewage water and start pumping it into people's homes. They could just make a bottling plant on site like next to this water treatment plant and pump the... um the treated water into these fully recycled bottles with 50% recycled content and it would look like a bottle of mud you know but hey it's good for the environment I guess right no yeah I guess right who cares if you can't get cancer or they got all kinds of who knows what the fuck like hormones in the water and like drug residue it's all safe right they said it was safe I guess I don't know Okay, what else we got? We got fucking Epstein's list coming, supposedly today. I thought it was going to be yesterday. So far, they're still hemming and hawing. So it may be this afternoon, maybe tomorrow, maybe never. Maybe they'll just keep filing lawsuits and stall it eventually again. And it's supposed to be like 150 names. Some people have already published the list. I don't know how they got it. So I'm not giving it I'm giving it limited uh, credibility until I see the real thing and it's probably going to be full of names that everybody already knows anyways and that whole thing is crappy and shitty and why don't you just release all the names and why don't you just execute Elaine Ghislaine Maxwell go ahead and just uh or make her sing and then just fucking uh I don't know find a state that has a death penalty and uh death her you know what I'm saying uh, what else we got? Iran, big bombing in Iran at the fourth annual fourth fourth annual the anniversary of Qasem Soleimani's death. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that was the guy that Trump uh, took care of. I don't know if he was ISIS or what. Uh, what Iranian? Some what position? If he was, I don't know what he was. I get them all mixed up. Uh, we got a, they started talking 100 plus people dead and I saw some video of the scene and there is thousands and thousands and thousands of people in the street what do you know who would ever thought that would happen in Iran thousands and thousands and thousands of people in the street chanting and marching and then a big bomb goes off wow that's something different you don't hear about that in Iran all the time uh, also 
We've got 23andMe, the genetics company that's owned by Google, as opposed to uh, Ancestry.com, which is owned by BlackRock. 23andMe, I believe, was from the gate, was farming out their data, your data, about your genetics to Google. And I'm pretty sure it was in the fine print. I did the Ancestry.com. I didn't do the 23andMe because I don't like Google. And I, somehow I thought Ancestry.com was going to be a safer bet. Uh, I, there is no safe bet. And so now there's been a data breach. And I guess 7 million people, cybersecurity was lacking. And 7 million people lost their a lot of their info to hackers. But they're okay with losing it to Google, who just sells it to other people. But when you lose it to a hacker, that's a big difference there. Now they're going to... Big class action lawsuit going. And, I mean, people get hacked all the time. All every At this point, it was a big deal. Like when it first happened, you heard about... I, I can't even remember what the first couple of businesses were. That had these big data breaches. a big fucking thing, right? then four and five and then ten and then now every fucking business is getting breached every single one uh and there's nothing anybody can do about it so i mean what what are you gonna do they offer you free credit monitoring fucking really yeah and then after that they offer you three months for free and then after that it's auto renew and they start billing you for it or whatever it's like a sales pitch so it's the whole thing is fucky and you're going to get your shit stolen no matter where you go or what you do. It's part of the it's part of the deal. It's part of existing in life nowadays. You're going to get all your info stolen. Your social and all your birth date and address and all that shit is probably out there realistically in like millions of locations existing everywhere in various forms of accuracy in various whatever but your your address and all that shit is probably on a mil- in a million different places at once. And I would I would think on a million different servers, your, all your shit is just sitting out there. Uh, and there's there's no way of stopping it, and that's just that's what it is. So, but they're gonna try and do a class action lawsuit to get the money because Google's got deep pockets, and that's a lawyer favorite. And you guys know that the lawyers are gonna. You know, the, the people are going to get their, their pittance first, and then the lawyers are going to uh, really cash the fuck in, like usual. Last thing I'm going to talk about that's been on my mind for a few days now, and it's really fucking bothering me, and I've really been looking into stuff, and I'm really not making any progress as far as finding definitive answers to my questions. And it's this nonprofit fucking deal. I'm listening to articles. When I'm at work, if I have a question, and I, of course I'm by myself, I got my headphones in and I'm working. If I have a question on anything, I, I can Google it and then you look through your sources and you click it. If there's an article you want to read or whatever, and I don't have time to read it, Google will read anything aloud to you. So it doesn't matter how long it is. The longer the better. I'm in for the long haul. Give me the fucking Wikipedia shit. I don't care. I click read aloud and I listen to the article in its entirety. And I find another article and I listen to it. And I, I, if I don't find what I'm looking for, 
I keep looking. And if I get home, I, I look, search YouTube. I'm looking at different shit. And this nonprofit deal, I'm finding these horrible people who are associated with these nonprofits that do horrible things. Some of these nonprofits, in order to be like a member, like a, uh, there's a lot of nonprofits, they have a membership or uh, a management structure. They have the executive, um, what are they called? I forget the names. You got the head honcho, executive director at the top, and there's a structure tree. And you got to have at least three people to run a nonprofit, I guess, is the deal. The more, the merrier. Some people have, some nonprofits have 30, 30 people, 40 people, whatever. Some nonprofits are funded by the government. Some nonprofits are funded by rich families or individuals. A lot of nonprofits, it, it's legal to give personal gifts to people. It's legal. It's like a um, it's like a financial Swiss Army knife. You can do all kinds of shit with a nonprofit. Most of the, most of the things you can do are dirty. If you want to get rich off a nonprofit, you can. If you want to sit on the board of of ten nonprofits, hey, no problem. And you can get paid from each one of them. Those are paid positions. All the 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 C what do they call it the C class entrepreneur entrepreneur or the um. The C-class ranking members, the CEO, CFO, COO, whatever, all the head ranking members on down, they all get paid. They all get paid, and very rarely are there any volunteers. Sometimes there are, but not very often. Everybody's getting paid. And if you want to tuck your purse, if you want to donate all your all your wealth, personal wealth. If you want to donate it to the nonprofit, hey, there you go. The nonprofit, if if it's certified 501c3, which is tax exempt, that means if you donate to that nonprofit, you can write off that income because they're a certified charity. So all your donations become write-offs. And as a 501c3, you don't have to pay any taxes at all on anything. You're completely exempt from all taxes. So if you donate all your money to your 501c3, you don't have to pay any taxes. And you get to write off what you donated. As far as forming these nonprofits, I, I, I question, can one person do a nonprofit? Nope, you got it. The IRS will flag you if you don't have at least three people. There's different stipulations for different government agencies. But at the same time, there's a, there's a few different stipulations. But after that, after you meet the few basic stipulations that I'm trying to find out what they are, it's willy-nilly. Because a lot of these nonprofits just hire thugs off the street. Like one nonprofit in San Francisco, you have to have been to prison in order to be on their staff, their paid staff. You have to be an ex-inmate. Uh, London Breed, the mayor of Sacra uh, San Francisco, she had a nonprofit. what was the African-American Advancement of Complex and Culture Complex or something like that. And she was heading that up. 
And apparently they weren't breaking any laws or anything. They were just kind of shady. And then she became the mayor of San Francisco. So now it's a conflict of interest because the mayor is, is one of the people who approves the nonprofit's payment from the government to exist every year. They get a yearly payment where the nonprofit says, hey, here's our bills that we're going to need the money for all year. And you have to be honest. You have to include all the payroll. You have to include all the... Like, if you want new iPhones, you just have to list under communication expenses, put a, a few thousand dollars. If you want all new computers, just put it under uh, IT infrastructure or, or communications. You got to get creative with this shit. If you want to take a vacation to the Bahamas for a month, that goes under research, right? R&D. And while you're in the Bahamas, make sure you visit either another nonprofit that's similar to yours or go to a museum that has something to do with your cause or do something that has to do with your cause but the rest of the month you can just loaf around the Bahamas and the government will, will pay for it. It's, it's, all, it's all under research. If There's lots of scenarios where you can get away with absolute fucking murder and you, you get creative with all kinds of financing and different people. You can have relatives in your in your uh, management structure you don't want to have people with the same last name they say because then that's a red flag for the IRS because that's like nepotism and that's not really looked favorably upon and if the IRS wants to they can investigate you or whatever supposedly now grants are another thing that the government hands out they're just like scholarships for school you apply for them and if the government gives you a grant, hey, that's, that's, sometimes there are stipulations what you have to do with that money, certain qualifications and restrictions. Sometimes there's not. Sometimes it's, it's mad money. You just do whatever the fuck you want. And they come in all shapes and sizes, all kinds of philanthropy, rich people donating to causes, uh, a lot of money flowing all over the place through nonprofits. And nonprofits are supposed to provide a service to the community that's that's tangible, that 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 does something substantial. None of them do that. None of them. If you're talking about activism, or you're you're talking about uh, African American art, where you get people to spray paint murals on the side of buildings, and then you pay them ridiculous amounts of money for spray painting the side of a building with Martin Luther King or whatever the fuck. There's so many different combinations of fuckery that go on through these nonprofits. I am baffled and I keep looking and reading and listening and listening to interviews and, and watching videos and listening to articles and questioning Google and just trying to find more and more facts. And it's, it's a kind of a, it's a fucking spongy deal. There are no, uh, the rules that are, that you have to follow, like you can become an LLC. You don't have to be an LLC. You can be a corporation. You don't have to be a corporation. Uh, you can have a nonprofit business and then you can have a nonprofit that's certified with the 501c3, which means that's the tax exempt status. status. Also, people can get tax tax write-offs for donating money to you, which incentivizes their transfer of money to you. And you don't have to pay tax on it. What, else, what more could you ask for, right? 
And then there's another type of nonprofit called a not-for-profit. Now, 501c3 nonprofits, you have to make your financials public. That's part of getting the 501c3 is you have to make your financial uh, business public somewhere in some way, shape, or form. And I'm sure unless you got people that are digging for it, uh, nobody's even going to bother. Now, the not-for-profit, which is different than a non-profit, not-for-profit, they give you a little more leeway with the purpose of your organization. Like, an example of not-for-profit is like a credit union. They're not-for-profit. It's not a charity, but it takes the, the members' money and uses it to advance the credit union, to build new buildings, new infrastructure, fund new loans, and return all that to the member. Credit unions are a great example of not-for-profit. And there's no tax exemption going on there at all, I'm quite sure. Um, and then, of course, the third type of business, the third type of nonprofit is a for-profit business, which is a regular business where you sell shit and you pay use tax and you pay all the, your taxes. For-profit businesses is just, just a plain business. But not for-profit, you can get a little shady with your mission statement and you can do things that aren't in the public interest and you don't have tax exempt status or you want to be a full nonprofit with the with the 501c3 certification and go big usually those have a lot more uh members you know you you can make up all kinds of names for the people who are in them in the management structure fellow senior fellow you can create creative and call whatever the king you can you can do whatever the fuck you want in a nonprofit i mean from what I've seen, now I'm sure there's major ones that are, you know, uh, very structured, where the people working there have a full day's work, maybe uh, Monday through Friday. I don't know about that. I kind of think that's the whole thing about nonprofits is you kind of go in like once a week, you know, twice a month, or you make an appearance at so and so. Or you try to organize if you have like a banquet fundraiser like once a year, a big banquet where you get where you throw a big dinner party and you get like a bunch of donors come and you serve food and that and maybe organizing things like that, but I really can't see a fully educated, resourceful individual hammering away nine to five Monday through Friday for a nonprofit. When they don't really do a whole lot, at least as I as I understand, again I could be wrong, but it doesn't take if you have sixty people with like masters and PhDs and all this crap, are they really going to be sitting around nine to five in it? I don't think so. And most of those people are on other boards of other nonprofits. And everybody in that nonprofit forms their own nonprofit. So you can be on 10 boards getting paid on 10 different payrolls. No problem. All good. No conflict of interest. You're good to go. You can just cash in. So I'm continuing to look into this. I'm still intrigued by it. And I want to know more. I need to know more. 
But right now, it looks like nonprofits are a pox on the United States, actually, because they're supposed to be providing goods and services. If nonprofit, before nonprofits existed, there was only a few. They were, they were just through the churches, like the Christian church had one, the Episcopalian church. I've heard that different denominations have their own nonprofit. And their main mission was charity to the community. Every dollar they take in, they, have, they give it right back out in some form or another. And the government provided the services through public administration, which I'm still trying to learn about. And civics is kind of my weak point, so I need to brush up on my civics, which is a snore fest, but you got to do it. I got to do it. You... It's just when 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 nonprofits were not around, it was the the city government's responsibility to look after the roads, look after the lighting, the street lighting, uh, different th- public safety, the fire department. A lot of that was was the responsibility of the city, policing, uh, the basic things. I guess there's 99 different ones. San Francisco had 99 different basic functions that the that the uh, the government took the local government took care of, and then nonprofits worked their way in, and they said, "Hey, we'll uh, we'll help you with uh, I don't know uh, community watch. We'll do like a neighborhood watch thing. How's that? We'll do we'll take on some of the the load off the police for you, and we want a million dollars a year to start our nonprofit, and we'll start two neighborhood watches in these two parts of town." And then somewhere, somebody said, hey, that's okay. We'll give them the taxpayer money. No vote, no nothing. Take a million dollars taxpayer money for whatever, the, whatever fuckery you got to do. And you start a neighborhood watch in those two neighborhoods and, and see if you can bring down the crime. And that will help take the load off our police. Because we're going to now remove a million dollars from the police budget and give it to you. And eventually, neighborhood watches turned into... African American art programs, indigenous uh, American advocacy groups, and 10 million other liberal causes, and they're just automatically automatically green lighted, and they're de- still defunding the police and giving that money to nonprofits, at least in San Francisco, especially London London Breeds nonprofit. They were using police funding, which was diverted into. African American uh, awareness of uh, culture, so it's a lot of fuckery. It's a lot of bureaucracy, and it's taking away from the basic fundamentals of the city providing its services to its residents and taxpayers. That's now gone. That's now designated. A lot of that money is all pissed away and the budget has to get bigger and bigger to pay these nonprofits because all these politicians, they, they, if somebody comes up to a Joe politician and catches them out at, at the restaurant and says, hey, I got an idea for a nonprofit. Here's my, uh, here's my paperwork. Take a look at it and let me know. And uh, Joe, Joe politician calls them the next day and says, yeah, I like that. that that's good. I'm going to go ahead and fund that. That's great. You, you'll be doing the community a great service. And then one year later, when their funding is almost gone, you get a knock on the door. Hey, it's Joe Politician. What can I help you with? Well, I need a donation for my campaign. And I gave you that money to get you started or to fund you this year. I need a campaign donation or you're not going to get renewed. 
So they say, hey, no problem. So the cycle continues. They keep funding these politicians who keep taking taxpayer money and giving it to these nonprofits that don't do a fucking thing. Instead of the basic community services that were supposed to be implemented by the local government, that money is now being fucked away on nonprofit activism for some reason because the politicians want to make a good name for themselves. They want to say, hey, I'm, I'm, since it's a li- California is a liberal state, they say, hey, I, I've got nonprofits for uh, climate change. I've got nonprofits for uh, racial awareness. I'm a real woke guy and I need, I'm going to run for mayor next year because I've really got it going on. And the mayor gets big money for reproving all their fucking nonprofits. So it's like a big chain of never ending, self growing bureaucracy which leeches money from the taxpayers. Because when the budgets of, of cities increase and increase and increase every year, and the number of residents of the city goes down, like San Francisco went down from 750,000 to 650,000 and you got all these homeless advocate groups non nonprofits all tons of homeless nonprofits that say they're going to feed the homeless say they're going to clothe the homeless say they're going to help the homeless they don't do piss they get all that fucking money and then they fuck off because there's no oversight there's not enough people for the oversight and they know that so the whole thing is just a flying ball of wax, just going crazy every which way, fuckery everywhere. And the pol- all the politicians know is they make that knock on the door. Hey, kick up or you're not going to be around next year. Oh shit, we love this fucking gravy train. We went on a, we went on a trip to Europe. We, went, uh, we got a new car. We got a new EV on the, on the taxpayer dime. We got, shit, we got new computers. We all got new iPhones. Shit, I got a new house. I got a new roof on my house because I had to do maintenance to our uh, maintenance and upkeep for our nonprofit headquarters. Shit, I, I got an addition on my house. I got a a new uh, granny flat in the back of my house office, paid for by the state because we needed that. So we just put it in the paperwork. The state paid for it all. Shit, I'm not giving that up. How much you need, Mister Politician? Two grand. There you go. We kept it in the budget for you. That's what's happening with nonprofits. It's as big as a racket, if not bigger, than unions. And the combination of the two is fucking America. It's, it's fucking California. And unions are getting more and more brazen. Nonprofits are getting more and more brazen. And it's thievery. I put on, or on uh, Facebook an article. In Sacramento, there's 16,000 nonprofits. And in San Francisco, in the Bay Area, there is like 35,000 nonprofits. Each one just getting willy nilly funny money from the state. Just, to, or just take it from the taxpayers. Just take it. And in the meantime, they raise the property taxes, they raise the sales taxes, they raise all these taxes in order to give it to these nonprofits because, quote unquote, they're providing services for us that we don't have to administer ourselves. And in reality, they're not doing shit. And all the maintenance for the roads and maintenance for all the street lighting and maintenance for everything else and actual help for the homeless, nobody's getting shit. Those people are taking the money and running and coming back to the doorstep the next day or the next year with another proposal. And guess what? They're growing. Next year they want... Last year it was 100,000, next year it's a quarter of a million. 
We're growing, we're expanding. We need all new infrastructure. We're hiring new people. Hey, this is working out really good. And they're just approving it all with taxpayer money. So the taxpayer is 100% getting fucked square in the ass. Unions is a different story, but it leads to the same outcome. It's fucking, fucking the regular people who work for a living, who don't get union wages, who are suffering because the price of everything else is going up. And it's just going to keep going up. It's not coming down. Unless there's massive nonprofit reform, which will never happen. Won't happen. Not in my lifetime. It would take literally like a nuclear like extinction level event to, to reset what we have. The, the, uh, the thievery that we have going in this country. It's a kleptocracy and what's happening here is uh, it's kind of like a reflection on the nature of, it's like a lesson on and the, the nature of man is flawed and it makes you wonder about the true nature of man when left to his own devices but the whole thing needs to be reset because the corruption is so ingrained and with nonprofits once like I didn't know shit about nonprofits a couple weeks ago until I like wanted to peek through the blinds, right? I'm not big on civics and, and details and getting into the weeds on stuff. And to me, nonprofits, who fucking cares? It's a bunch of volunteers. Wrong. And once I started down that rabbit hole, it's like, oh my God, once you really see the scope of the corruption and all the different possibilities of ways that people are gaming the system and, and have been for, for decades... And they're so good at it. And that's what politicians do. That's why you want to be a politician. Not because you want to pass a law about something, whatever. You're there to take money from people for different shady fucking causes. Your signature on a piece of paper is worth money. And people will pay you for that. And you can get side money for that. Your signature. And the more powerful you are, the more side money you get for your signature. Just ask Joe Biden. It's fucking sad and it's tragic. And I don't know if there's any fix in it. I really don't think there is at this point. Uh, here we are again. At the end of the fucking end of the podcast, right? And it's at a horrible fucking note. I got to stop doing that. I don't know why I always do that, but I just thought it was something that you guys might want to hear something about or may want to learn about or may be interested in how badly you, th you hear nonprofit and you think, oh, it's a bunch of do-gooders or it's a bunch of liberals that want to advance, advance their liberal cause, but they're not, uh, not doing any harm. Nope. George Soros is the master of nonprofits. He has a spider web full of them and spider webs on top of spider webs full of shell companies, nonprofits, and money laundering outfits that he implements throughout the country that just wreak havoc on our, on our country and our laws and our quality of life. So that being said, I'm going to head back to work because it's the middle of my day and I still got to get some shit done. And then I got to go try to get into Costco again 
hopefully everybody's uh, got shell shock from their Christmas spending at Costco and they're and they're home crying in their pillow and I can uh, get some rotisserie chicken in peace and uh, like a thing of tortillas or whatever big big doings and maybe get like a mocha freeze on the way out or a piece of pizza at the fucking uh, the little cafeteria there that's a pretty good shit food court shit right okay Anyways, I'm out of here. I will talk to you guys when I talk to you next. See ya. It's like if you know, you know. The people who know, the people who listen will listen. It's therapeutic, you know. The people who it's meant for, they're going to receive it. And it's going to get them through whatever, you know what I'm saying? Looks like you've wasted my time. Absolutely. God damn it. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. What do you call that shit? Absolutely, Absolutely dystopian, dystopian podcast. podcast.